Hello, hello, everybody. This is Some Classy Discussion, and I'm your classy fool, Stu Copeland, once again joined by your co-host, my good pal, Randy Randleman. Today, we're skipping the small talk and jumping right into the recent campaign developments dropped over the past few weeks for Halo Infinite. Fair warning, there are some slight spoilers, mainly coming from the Game Informer interviews that dropped, so it's nothing that isn't already out there, clearly, but I just wanted to, you know, drop the spoiler warning. It's nothing too in-depth. It's mostly pertaining to the, tour, like, first mission or so of the game. But, yeah, I just wanted to drop that. That all said, let's jump right into it. Uh, Randy, how'd you feel about the 11-minute the IGN drop? We got some some pretty good, some pretty juicy, uh, you know, discoveries out of that we got uh i mean mainly uh the the jackals being able to like kind of ch- like change their Rotate shield position their shields. could you imagine because okay so me and randy have been playing uh doing like a legendary run through all the mainline games and like it's just funny how like the more reason i think it's like four I think it was mainly four that you really hated them, but it, it's still it's in both four and five that the needler is pretty strong. So can you just imagine how much more it's going to be? Even the split second difference if the needler is still pretty beast in campaign in this, with them being able to actually flip where you have to shoot. I mean, I mean, on the flip side, the openness of it means that we can get them from further away and from different angles. So it, it's you know, I mean, in terms of like. That at least you know at least there's a there's a way to get around and fight it, but like yeah, there's a lot in more a in a direct fight in close quarters. Yeah, that's what I'm. Getting I'm at. I'm terrified because <laughs> like you see the videos that these guys are all dropping, and they all look so easy to kill. But you know these reviewers are playing typically on like normal mode. Some of them are on heroic, but on legendary, when these things kill you in like no time at all, like that's gonna be some. <laughs> That's gonna be some deadly, uh, deadly shit right there. <laughs> anyway, go on. That was really cool. You know, looking forward to seeing how often I die from, you know, jackals going full Achilles on me. Right. <laughs> I'm happy they brought back the the skirmishers. We yeah, that's gonna be since, cool. Uh, I wonder. I wonder if if they'll be any different at all. You know, hopefully, hopefully they don't. Uh, Give them the burst carbine. <laughs> what else did we get in the the trailer? Um, well, we already kind of figured this would how it would work, but it was nice getting a full on confirmation and seeing how the open world nature of the game works. I, I, it's what I think we all foresaw. Like it's open world, but not in the sense where you could go anywhere in the world right from the start. You have to unlock it section by section, which makes sense. I kind of, I can get that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's fine. It, it, you know, it'll, it'll open up completely eventually. Mm-hmm. And then maybe even, who knows, maybe you'll even end up, you know, losing part of the open world at some point, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like, um, Final Fantasy 15 gets really linear at the end. Yeah, yeah, I've got no, like no doubt that we'll have our more linear bits. But I am very excited, you know, the tackling bases and stuff and rescuing marines should be pretty fun. 
Mm-hmm. Definitely. Also, the I mean, I don't know how difficult it'll be, but like finding like the hidden stuff, like they were talking about. That that's always a, a fun thing, just looking for little little hidden secrets and stuff. I like that they mentioned. Um, I don't remember if this was IGN or Game Informer, but uh, basically, your Marines can even kind of like you know go into like hidden dungeons and stuff. <laughs> Someone mentioned that one of their or their troops picked up. The, so there are specialized weapons when you complete uh, hidden you know fortresses and caverns and dungeons and stuff, and. Uh, so one of them managed to take one out, and you can call in, like, Marine squads to back you up. So we came in with those Marines. They uh, cleared the place out, and the Marine's the one who grabbed, like, the special weapon at the end. I just thought that was hilarious. That was pretty cool, at least. <laughs> you know, I mean, better than them running around with, like, garbage. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, we, we, we play all this stuff together. I, I always am arming up the Marines with stuff. And, it, you know, a lot of the games it worked out. Which, which what was it, Halo 2, that we started just giving them all beam rifles, and, like, suddenly these amazing. suddenly these Marines you expect to die. Because we're playing this on Legendary and stuff, so you don't expect them to live long. But you give them a couple of beam rifles, and they start melting everything for you. You're just like, oh, okay, I don't have to shoot anymore. When, when, when the sniper jackals are on your side. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. And then even in the following games, they're not quite as... Uh, Snap, turn around, land a shot, but they still they still manage to put the damage out. It's just that they'll typically die sooner. Yeah, they're not they're not as deadly in the uh-huh. later games, but Halo Two, yeah, get those rings and beam rifles. <laughs> well, the sniper jackals are on yours. Jesus. <laughs> we saw from IGN. We saw what I think they said is the first boss, which is Tremonius, in some big prison segment of the game. Yeah, yeah, that looked pretty cool, and then I think. Game Informer had a uh, like a dungeon or something where they fight uh, some like stealthily that they said was a really big pain, and that apparently uh, Joe Staten was saying that the threat sensor you might not look like it's worth leveling up, but you'll want it when you're playing Legendary because I think it reveals uh, camouflaged units. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, and it sounds like you can just rotate between the equipment. What, like in game and stuff like yeah, I don't think you have to go to your, back to your bases to switch. I'm not yeah, completely sure from from what it from what I've heard from what it seems like is you you have everything at once. You know, it's it's all yeah, it's part probably of just some button or something to change yeah. what you got. But to to relay all like ba- more of the basics for how the open world works, it essentially is you land on Zeta Halo, and from there it's unlocking each section of the map, which entails like. Do, you really only have to do the story pertinent missions, but there's things like forward operating bases, which are bases that once belonged to the UNSC, the Marines, basically, the, you know, the humans, then were taken over by the Banished, which is the New Covenant. And you can go there and you take those back, and once you do, it kind of goes into like a sort of Far Cry style, you know, revealing a lot of the stuff in the area, which can be like, other banished holdouts it could be you know some hidden hidden like i was talking about like hidden caves hidden structures where you can find special items missions where you can assassinate high value targets which will again reward you with like specialized weapons which you can then access at your bases from there on now and none of this is uh necessary you you can just bypass it if you want 
Though, if the game is uh, as difficult as I think it will be on Legendary, I don't think you'll want to. Because I think you, you can upgrade, like, equipment in a way that you couldn't in multiplayer. So, like, you could find these, uh, this basically a currency called Spartan Cores, which you then use to upgrade each piece of equipment. So you could have, like, a grapple shot that, when it connects with an opponent, it electrifies them. Or you can just upgrade your shields outright. You know, to make it like 15% stronger, 30% stronger. Which I'm sure is there because boss fights are going to be tough. <laughs> yeah. It looks like, you know, sticking them is enough to like knock out their shield or something and then do a little bit of health damage. And even that, if the game, again, the gameplay we're watching is probably all on normal or heroic, so I can't imagine legendary. Yeah, I, I kind of hope that they have at least like from from like the the little bit of gameplay that we've seen of bosses they kind of just seem like regular enemies that are spongy so i kind of hope that they have like at least some cool attacks and stuff that they feel like a boss fight i think they do because i think that guy tremonius has a thing where he can like kind of jetpack across and slam into the ground and it makes a bit of an explosion or something i think in one of the in one of the videos I'm not sure. So, so they basically just—he's basically just one of the jetpack brutes from Halo Wars, too. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's actually a good catch. <laughs> well, I mean, as long as as long as they have some some special attacks and stuff, and they feel like a genuine boss fight, then you know, like like I'm like, if if you're gonna put a boss fight in, just. You should do it right, you know. Like it should, it should be fun and not just kind of like take up ten minutes for. Well, I feel like they will just kind of be bullet sponges. That said, I do think they'll all have unique attacks or something like that because from everything I've heard so far, they definitely sound like they have certain behaviors that make them more difficult than their standard counterparts. Or even like if there's something interactable, like you know, like. Where it's it's not just it being a bullet sponge, but like you, maybe you have to interact with parts of the environment in order to like defeat them or something. Like you know, turn on like an EMP or something to like get rid of the shield for a bit, so that you can do damage or something. Yeah, that could be cool. Cool, cool, cool. I think there were like specialized canisters in the uh, Tremonius fight that you can shoot and i think they might just explode larger or something um yeah so it looked like they i mean they they kind of looked like big fusion fusion coils mm-hmm. but it's clearly like that kind of hard light and en- energy that mm-hmm. we see from like the um the new forerunner weapons yeah um it's got that like kind of like yellow purplish glow to it and it looked almost like when you shoot it it starts spitting that energy out, and it starts bouncing off the wall. Yeah, 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 that I saw. So, that's that's kind of interesting. Kind of has the possibility to, to kind of not go too well for you if some of that stuff bounces in the wrong direction. But um, that seems pretty cool, though. Speaking of which, so apparently the way a lot of the ammo works in this is that rather than just individual ammo, there are also, like, specialized crates... With the five different ammo types, which is kinetic, which is, you know, just your typical bullets and stuff. Plasma, 
hard light, shock, and then just power? I don't know if power is just meant to mean it only reloads power weapons, or if power is supposed to be its own ammo type, because the latter sounds more like, well, it sounds more, yeah, more likely, but then also, like, what what constitutes a power, not power weapon damage, but power weapon ammo type. I, I, could, I can't really think of... Maybe, like, rockets and... Well, that's what I'm saying. Stuff. That that seems like a power weapon in terms like it's a power weapon, aka does big damage. Oh, I, although I kind of see what you mean, though, because yeah, they're rockets. So, but yeah, those, that, that, I saw that in one of the one of the articles. I don't remember if it was IGN or Game Informer, but yeah, there's like five ammo types now of specialized crates that'll just uh, supply any of weapons within that court category outright. I'm really just digging the open world. I have the video playing just so I can look at the map and stuff and it's just it's so big it's so crazy they've like Halo's like it's always gone between like large set pieces and then you know back to narrows and to a larger set piece battle but this is just everything is so massive and I just love watching like random brute patrols that are happening in one of these scenes and stuff it's just it's lively I like yeah. it a lot <laughs> Like, I can get behind this being the kind of uh, it would direction be, Halo goes. It would be really cool if you could if you could kind of have almost like a, like a GTA scenario type deal where, like, you know, like, if you get the attention of, like, a, like a phantom flying overhead and they, they drop off enemies to fight you, and if you stay there fighting them, Something they like just the keep sending more, more stuff at you. Yeah. So you can just kind of kind of start your own little firefight mode, and yeah, in yeah, because it could be, be something cool. like you know, you know, they're pinpointing your position, so they know where to send the troops and stuff. That would Cause... be pretty fun, honestly. I don't, I, I don't think that's something that's in the game, but uh huh. If yeah, I wouldn't think so either. Would... But I mean, maybe it could be added later on, yeah, or something I, like that. That would, I think, that would be something pretty fun to just have like in the world kind of you know create your own firefight <laughs> activate firefight mode yourself you know find find a cool spot to like hold out in and yeah you can effectively turn any any area you want you know probably aside from the more specialized story dungeons yeah into a little firefight match that'd be really cool and like, again it would make sense in the context of the story because like we know both of them are competing for something on Zeta Halo, but, like, the only one who's really posing a threat to the Banished is Chief. One of the things that Game Informer says is that, like, they asked who's kind of been rallying the UNSC while Chief's kind of gone for a while before he gets picked up, and they're pretty much, they're like, no one, like, they they, they got scattered, like, everyone is scattered, so there's no real organized resistance, so that's really the big part of the Chief story is he's kind of... You know, again, hearkening back to the the mission Halo from Halo CE, like you know, just gathering everyone so that there is some kind of resistance. Yeah. Going into that though, like this will be, this is kind of going into the more of the game informer side of things. So again, this will be a little more spoilery. So what they were saying is that basically the game opens first thirty seconds is like. You know, right off the bat, it's the Infinity go- hovering over 
Zeta Halo and then just getting hammered by the by the banished and that infinity goes down. <clears throat> While this happens, apparently a few brutes actually manage to take Chief down and they 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 yeet him right out the ship or something. They toss him right out the ship, which is how we get stuck in this situation where Chief is just out there. And well, for one, I swear, they better have something more than just a couple of Covenant ships to take down the Infinity, because this thing has flown through Covenant ships before, so I swear to God, they better have some good reason. But that aside, um, so this game is like 18 months after the end of Halo 5, With so you have one year later is when the Infinity gets ambushed or whatever, crashes... Apparently it sounds like at the opening it seems like almost everyone's dead. Chief gets tossed out. He's we were just talking about this before starting the recording, but he's somehow in stasis in space, which we're guessing is a function of the newer armor. I still find it funny cuz I'm like how does this man not eat or sleep for no, well not sleep, but eat or drink for like 6 months <laughs> and survive, but you know, sci-fi tech and that's when the pilot finds him. And then apparently the first mission is on a banished ship, which we assume is the attack they allude to in the, you know, all the trailers that show the pilot freaking out and stuff. That's apparently where our story starts, which is, I'm guessing we either take down the ship outright or just, you know, jump after doing something that'll blow it up. And we end up on Zeta. So that's that's kind of the start of our setting, which then brings us to what we know is going to be, you know, Chief progressing for whatever reason Zeta's important, likely to do with Harbinger, and then rallying what's left of the UNSC. Because, again, it seems that as far as the first few hours of the game are concerned, we know that people survived because there are audio logs that detail that, but... I believe the only one that's really confirmed, I think, is Lasky. When it comes to the Spartans, like, no one knows where, apparently, like, Buck, Blue, Osiris are. That's all just according to, again, like, Game Informer's first few hours of the game. Right. So, that's really our setting. That's that's how we're going to be starting the game off. That's got all the details. Now, one of the parts I really dislike is... It seems it was completely confirmed that the Prometheans are gone, which I don't like because they have a massive faction and then they're just dropped. That's kind of like if you had Halo 2 or 3 and you're just like, well, there aren't the Flood isn't around anymore. Yeah, we know we talked about Gravemind, but oh well. Now it's just the Covenant again. So that's kind of what it feels like to me. Whether you like them or not, you can't. I just don't like ignoring a story element like that. It's like, oh, well, you know, they're gone now. So that, that's my big, that's my gripe with the game so far. I love everything I've seen. Like I said, the open world looks so great. I'm going to be lost in this game for days when it releases. But the beef I have so far is just how it seems so many things from 4 and 5 are just ignored. And that, that's really my biggest uh, criticism so far. Because we know, like, in uh, the six-minute campaign overview, there are crashed guardians in the background. I'm like... That's pretty crazy. <laughs> I mean, I'm assuming they go down because Cortana is seemingly gone or missing. So I'm guessing they get deactivated that way. But I just... I don't like that this threat gets hyped up in in 
you know, we've had a bunch of, like, precursor threats building in the past, well, the past two main games. I don't remember how many years from when 4 came out. And now they're just, they're just dropped out of nowhere. You mean Forerunner? What'd I say? Precursor. Oh, yeah. Promethean is really what I was trying to say, I think. Yeah. Mm, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, the precursors. We had a precursor threat building. No. I, Promethean. I, Promethean. Yeah, yeah, I keep yeah. saying precursor. <laughs> I, I do agree with that general idea about, you know, just kind of the kind of jump and just kind of like forget what happened in five and four Mm -hmm. for right now and like like overall the prometheans not being specifically on this ring doesn't bother me as long as they're still out there that's what i'm kind of worried about i if they can at least confirm that that fight is still happening out there whether it's the created driving you know the the uh, Promethean car, or if it's something else, I would love if it was Didact related, but I could handle it. Whatever it is, I would like to know that they're still out there and they're still a threat. I would like for them to feel kind of like the Flood in earlier games. You could even have them less involved, because clearly, again, they're not going to be here. But I'm fine with it just knowing that they're there and they weren't just dropped and ignored completely and let's pretend that didn't happen kind of deal. Yeah. Then I could live with it. Because then it could be like a few years from now when the game needs more enemies. Well, let's find a way to integrate them. Let's bring let's bring their attention to Zeta Halo. Yeah. And now you have several factions fighting. Because it can't be... I think I said this in our last recording. But it can't just be the Banished Forever. It can't just be years of the Banished Threat. You know, there's going to be a point where we want to see on this big world other factions fighting each other and stuff. Yeah, or even just, you know, change the setting completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. But, like, you know, I mean, the only places we've seen the Prometheans are, you know, around the Guardians and on Requiem. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, it, it makes sense. They're basically only around things that are related to the Didact. I mean, they, they're, they're in a few other segments in the books but in the um comics but still it's not like the it's not like they're an outright war on every front with them it's not like we see them everywhere even in the other media you know i mean there's there was none there was none on the arc portal there's none on the arc there's we've never seen them on any halos so like you know it just it overall just makes sense they're not on every single forerunner like my, my only worry is that similar to the Guardians is that if Cortana's beat somehow, then maybe they're all beat because the Guardians are down, and that means that the odds are at least that Prometheans were here somewhere because the Guardians were, and we know Cortana was. So that's my my big worry there is that it's just the Infinity's gone, the Guardians are gone, the Precursors are gone. You know, like it, it just sounds a lot like let's forget four and five happened. Mm-hmm. I mean. That that's that is that would be the other thing is I mean, I mean yeah no, I mean like who's who's even controlling is, is I mean yeah I mean I, I guess Cortana would be controlling the um, Prometheans in uh, five right yeah yeah cause yeah because you you only domain. you only really I'm, I'm like do you fight them. You don't fight them as blue team, do you? 
the precursor? I mean, Prometheans? Prometheans. Uh, I think you do on Genesis. I mean, at minimum, you're fighting Warden Eternal. Yeah, yeah, I mean, because I mean, aren't you? Isn't the segment of the tank that you all? Yeah, yeah, you do because you're. Yeah, yeah, the tank segment turrets and stuff. Yeah. Uh-huh. So yeah, I mean you are because I think she's just trying to slow him down or something. I think Warden Eternal even says that, or someone says that they're just trying to slow him down. But, she has I mean all the that's and running. Yeah, but that's that's after that's afterwards, right? That's like after they he talks to her for the first time and like is like, yeah, I don't, I'm not, I'm not down with what you're doing. Not not in person. Like, over the radio, he gets across that he's not for the mantle because he's like, it's an imperial piece. But when they finally see each other, he, I mean, she, that's when she throws him in the, uh, my god, what's it called? The, the cryptum. Cryptum, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you don't run in, you don't see her, like, in person until after the big, uh, War and Eternal three, fight. Yeah. Fight, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I mean, I guess I guess that would make sense if uh, she got taken down by the weapon. That there's no one behind the wheel for the Prometheans right now, so that kind of maybe leaves them open to being controlled by someone else in the future. See, that's what I would love. I would love if, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm reaching here, but I would love if a composed didact managed to. Because uh, he could be in the domain if he's composed, if he could assume control. <laughs> and we can get the didact back. You know, think what you want overall of the Reclaimer Saga games, but it's pretty much agreed on that at a minimum, even if you don't like Forest multiplayer, I like Forest multiplayer on the legendary settings at least. But even if you don't care for the multiplayer, most people seem to agree that the, the story for Four is pretty good. Even if a lot of people don't like the Prometheans, they still agree that the story overall is strong. And uh, I would love to just see the didact return by some by some means. I don't care if he's a composed robot man. <laughs> Word. I'd love to see it. He was a because like so. Just... just comes back as a monitor. No, that'd be very <laughs> no. Don't do that. I want him to be a big physical threat still. They say that like. You know, Atriox and Eshram, these guys are to give, like, the chief, uh, the real kind of rival enemy, since the, you know, the, the Covenant didn't have a real rival to him, because the Prophets were the head, and, you know, it's not like they were doing anything to the chief. The closest would have been Arby, but they never really fight. <laughs> and freaking the Didact, like force choke the chief like yeah. twice i'm like bro like what do you mean he doesn't have some kind of rival he's got to overcome the fucking dida came in and was like bro i'm darth vader <laughs> I'm, I'm halo's darth vader now on the flip it could be argued that on that end i mean until they get some really nice armor upgrades there's not really yeah, a way oh, yeah there's there's no there's there's no way chief could yeah. Fight to die back. Uh-huh. With, <laughs> Not without their, another, like, AI on a hard light bridge. <laughs> so I can kind of get it. At least fighting the brutes, it's like, well, you you can still beat them. <laughs> like, it sounds like he's going to get cut. Like, what I think would have been, I don't know if they will, because I think they might just try and hype up Atriox or Eshram if it does end up being him. But I think what would be crazy and still kind of... uh not take away from Chief's badass points, but still make the plot make sense. If his, if he got, like, jumped by the hand of Atriox in the beginning. 
So, like, it's not just, like, one of them or something. It's, like, you know, he tries to fight, and it's, like, four or five dudes or something. Like, <laughs> that would, I think that would be crazy. I don't think that's what will happen. It sounds like it's one or two brutes, but... It would it would be cool if it's, um, the like, the Spartan killers. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, Jager, Domini, I think there's a brute they show. Yeah. They've shown, if it's like, I think there's if it's like two them, brothers like, as well like, or if something. If it's, like, them and, you know, they're supposed to be uh-huh. absolutely terrifying, then then I could see them, like, you know... Because, I mean, again, it, it's, it wouldn't necessarily be a situation where they beat him. They threw him out the ship. <laughs> you know, like, there's there's no, there's, you know, I mean, although, you know, what, does he, is, did they get rid of the jetpack, like, now, again? So, I mean, it appears that way, but, yeah, I mean, that is a, <laughs> you know, just like, like, can we, can Y'all we Y'all upgraded pick? his armor and you can didn't give pick? him a <laughs> You know, did, did. Do Spartans have jetpacks? Do they not have jetpacks? Oh, like, well, you actually know, you know what? Is that he has the thruster pack in gameplay, so maybe it's the damage that he needs to repair it or something. Fair. Fair. That could be a good way to answer it. Like, you know, the jetpack be always integrated. He needs to he needs to attain it somehow. But it's not like, oh, I found a new piece of equipment. No, it's like, no, he had it. We're still following that up with, you know, why wouldn't we have our Spartan armor with, you know, a way to navigate through space and stuff naturally. And then it's just damaged and he repairs. I think that would be a cool way of going about the thruster pack. Because I'm like, I mean, I don't, I don't know how, like, how this is going to happen. You know, in the in that, like, first trailer, you know, when the, the pilot, you know like you know revives him out of stasis or whatever and they get attacked by the the uh banished you know chief just jumps out the pelican so i'm like how like i'm i'm assuming he's got the jetpack to to go after yeah, yeah the banished you know like unless unless you know he's just planning to use the grappling hook or something but <laughs> I, I don't know but like it just it that's just one of those things that like doesn't completely make sense but i guess we'll we'll see what happens when when the game actually comes out mm-hmm. but it's just We're like so if close. if they th- if you, th- you get thrown out and you don't have the jetpack <laughs> like you don't have the jetpack when you get I revived actually, by the pilot there there is a part in one of the interviews where they say and it would make sense that it's this part but there's a segment where you grapple shot from one container to another to reach a target and it would make they're not very specific but it would make sense if it was exactly what you're talking about now yeah Dialing back a second, though, one of the things I like about one of the things I like about the banished. Like, okay, so it's it's kind of a pro con here. I like that you have like elites and brutes actually working together. There's one scene that they kind of show a few times. They don't show the whole scene clearly, and you don't even get any context. But it looks like uh, like a meeting where it's got Eshram, another brute I don't know, and Jaga or Domni, and. It seems like the other brute is kind of... He probably said something that pisses the rest of them off. Maybe he's cowering at the idea of fighting the chief. And there's one scene where you see uh, the elite, Jaga, have his his plasma blade to that brute's throat. And it doesn't look like Eshram's really against it. He's kind of like... It seems like he's like, well, this is what you fucking get. <laughs> so I kind of like there's a, almost a camaraderie there. It's also been described that those two get along. And I'm like, we've never really seen that. We knew it was coming in terms of gameplay, but it's not like we're going to really hear too much camaraderie between them while they're just, you know, trying to kill us. So I think it's going to be cool to see that play out. See how, like, in the Banished... 
what your species is doesn't really matter so much as long as you're all aligned in your goal. They were also saying there's like a prominent grunt, like the the minister of propaganda is a grunt. So I really just want to see this like council of covenant that are all working together now that there's not prophets there. And like how they act without the, the zeal to hate each other and to constantly be like, well, I'm better than you. On the flip, I do like that there was kind of that weird cultural like at odds thing in the covenant because it just kind of made for a more unique situation than we're all army like buds going after one enemy but i but we've been doing that but we've had so much of that i'm ready to see what these guys will look like when they are willingly working together you know yeah without the um the hindrance of you know this like overly like I don't. I don't even want to say honor bound because, like, I mean, like the elites had like a, you know, noble kind of honor to them. Yeah, with, like, yeah, the, yeah. I mean, they definitely the, did. I remember the, the earlier book like, said that that's pretty much how the UNSC won ground battles because elites would void tactical maneuvering in favor of winning a head-on battle because it was honorable and stuff but go on go on go on go on yeah yeah well i mean that that's basically what i'm what i was getting at is like mm-hmm. stuff like elites not picking up human weapons yeah and stuff um meanwhile we you know we've already seen a brute rocking a rocket launcher you know like they're not abiding by a dogma that really like limits them you know there's no they're not so out there to prove that they're the best inheritors, the most faithful, you know, the most worthy of the foreigner, that, you know, they have these insane rules that they'll stick to. Yeah, they're gonna do whatever the hell they need to do to win. Mm-hmm. So that's gonna be pretty cool. It would be, it would honestly be dope as hell to see elites rocking human guns. I know they can switch, the enemy AI can switch weapons now, they can pick up weapons off the ground, but, I mean, I... And clearly, brutes can use human weapons. I don't know if the elites will, but I don't know if how the gameplay will handle it. Is basically what I'm getting at. But like, who? What happens if maybe they have a human weapon near them? Like, will they actually change to it? Because they have the ability to swap weapons now. That's that's really the key point. There's even specialized like mule type grunts who carry around special weapons that, <laughs> that uh, you can go do, and you can take the weapons off of it. But it's you know clearly. For the banished just complete topic shift here but i'm really hyped for just the number of collectibles that seem to be everywhere because a lot of them seem to be lore related like a lot of different types of audio logs and these logs and those logs yeah and then we know skulls are back and chief has that uh that scanner thing that i think Locke had in five yeah but it's only short range so it's gonna be really crazy like you know, you're going to see a, a skull hidden on some far-off mountain peak or something like that and needing to scale it with a grapple hook or something. It's just so crazy how accessible this world looks. Again, I'm, I'm just watching it go on repeat here because I'm just loving the scale. There's just going to be so much out there. Apparently some of it goes over, like, Covenant Faction stuff, too. Well, Banished. Nice, that's good. No doubt we'll find, you know, in, like, the like banished like strongholds and stuff will find random you know like brute audio logs and stuff 
I can't wait till we find whatever it is that's related to the flood because IGN said that there are things that allude to the flood and I'm like this is the place to do it we all know that we've said that several times before but I cannot wait till we like descend into a flood research facility and whether or not it's occupied because I don't think they'll appear in the game so maybe they're dead maybe they're just they're this is a containment facility that has not been you know yeah compromised yeah for once you know, until the inevitable expansion DLC, whatever you want to call it, where they will get loose because we know that's going to happen eventually. I would, and I would love if there are other factions. Like last time we were talking about how, or I think we were, no, we weren't. That way, this was off recording. But if we think the skimmers are part of the banished or not, uh, I'm I'm pretty sure that they are. I I kind of thought that maybe they might not be because the like the kind of jetpack things that they had looked kind of like weird compared to like brute technology mm-hmm. um but the armor that they wear is very clearly that red and like silver metallic well that's all right they, they, they kind of look like sort of uh like the material of it kind of looks like the grunt jackal sort of armor except more all-encompassing and the color scheme does seem banished but either way, it's, you know, definitely a brand new race, which is cool. I heard there's gonna... There, I think it was confirmed that there's more, too. That there's more just new enemies. Which, even if it's not Prometheans, I'd love to see some... Even if it's just Sentinels are back. Especially because what we've seen with how, like, prominently they're on, like, maps like Fragmentation. And then, so, even if it was a faction, like, you know, they just basically bring the sentinels back but rather than just having one or two types between standard and the enforcers or the gold ones if you want to include those two but to just see more specialized sentinels and make them feel like another faction i just would love to see more on the ring than just yeah plus plus also like you know some sentinel boss fights would be cool right that'd be a way to bring back some enforcers or something yeah have one of the collectors from halo wars (laughs) that would be massive we would that would need to be like a vehicle boss fight yeah, I mean, it could it could be something like a roaming, you know, out in the world uh-huh. thing. You know, go that get yourself a tank. Crazy. Go get yourself a tank. Call up your friends when they add co-op. You know, roll up convoy style. I don't... I feel like an enforcer would be more in line with the scale we're seeing. But I would love it if that was a thing. Imagine there's like a whole area and you have to avoid it at all costs. And then that could be something like what you were saying before. Imagine like the whole region is the boss fight. So it's like going to three different locations to activate X guns, and that'll make it vulnerable for you to actually jump in a vehicle and try and hit, you know, the glowing spot or something. Yeah. I mean, it would sound typical, but ima- like, just imagine that, having a, a fight that that's, it's that scale. Like, this thing's roaming a whole region. So this whole, you know, this one, like, little island segment is you avoiding the the sentinel while trying to reach, you know, X amount of guns or something. Like, yeah, that would be really cool. Plus, that kind of thing is, like, you know, considering, you know, like, the stuff like the battle pass and challenges for, like, the special events that they're supposed to have, like, that's the kind of thing that's, like, a worthwhile, like, challenge to beat in order to get some kind of reward, you know? That would be cool. Some some gigantic sentinel that you gotta like either call up friends to help you beat <laughs> or you know like spend 
a couple of hours throwing tanks at it. Yeah. Did you hear that the first battle pass is like ten bucks or something? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm assuming they'll all be ten bucks. Yeah, I, ten I bucks assume they'll is, follow suit. Ten ten bucks is is kind of the standard battle pass price mm-hmm. across all games for the most part. You know, like you might other games, you know, you might have slightly more or slightly less or something depending on the game. But like, ten ten is a very standard, very like uninvasive price mm-hmm. for a battle pass, especially when you get to keep it and you don't have to worry or stress about finishing it within a certain amount of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the, That's definitely going like, to work um, in their favor big time. Yeah, absolutely, like, 100%, like, acceptable and, like, down with it. Mm-hmm. I see there's, like, because there's always uproar because it's the internet, but there's people on Twitter being like, they're the most anti-consumer people ever. I'm like, bro, the game's multiplayer is free across the board. It's being released... You know, it's a it's on Game Pass. So if you have Game Pass Two, you're not paying for the campaign if you don't want to. I mean, I'm buying it because I want to support them as much as possible. Because despite my gripe about the Prometheans, I still think the game looks am- amazing. It's gonna it looks like it's gonna be loads of fun. Oh, um, one one uh, this sort of related to that. But did you see the special edition? Of the like the physical game, yeah, but that's not made by three four three. That's just made by retailers. Is it? Yeah. I mean, I I would assume that that's something that they would have to approve and stuff. They they said online that they have no specialized editions. Huh. Interesting. Because I'm like, I mean, it's uh, I I think it's like the same for like different places. At least that's what I heard. I mean, I'm just telling you what I read on Twitter earlier. I saw the devs say they don't have a a planned special edition type thing, which kind of made me sad. You're talking about the Steelbook one that comes with like an art book and that little plasma sword or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I kind of. I mean, I mean, I guess like if it's if it's not them, like it it just it seems weird because like why would they have an art book? Well, there's and, an art book and, coming out. Okay, I guess if they just went through stuff together but either way the special edition like is kind of whack i mean i guess i guess it makes sense that it's whack if they're not the ones putting it together Mm -hmm. but like it's like you know the energy sword is like a lamp (laughs) i didn't know that i didn't really look too much into it because i'm like you know like like, it would it would be kind of cool if it was like you know like a a full-size energy sword that you could like hang on the wall or something and then you know maybe maybe use it as a lamp because you could turn it on while it's hanging on your Mm -hmm. wall but like i i don't want to put like an energy like a miniature energy sword lamp that's like a desk lamp like on a desk you know like that's just that that just seems kind of weird and dumb like yeah. I would I would hang an energy sword on the wall if it was like a full sized energy sword that lit up you know that would be cool well, that's one but of the things whatever. I found disappointing I think that news came out like today or a few days ago or something that they, they don't have a you know a special edition a legendary edition etc yeah I mean we're we're definitely in in the state of gaming where we're moving away from big physical copies yeah people are, are people are getting tired of dropping digital and people are also getting tired of dropping crazy money for 
things like statues and stuff, it seems. And like, not mm, the diehards, I mean, but across the board, it does seem a lot of people are... It's starting to get, like, a bit of a, like, negative, like... I mean, overall, I feel... I mean, I you have, like, the collection of, like, statues and figures is, is like, oh, that's a huge community, like, you know, but it's it's definitely... And, I mean considering some of the like the ones in the past they were really good and especially for the price like you know the um the Halo 5 one with Chief and Locke mm-hmm. was really cool the um the Reach one was really cool i don't remember if 4 had one i don't think in so in particular um <clears throat> Obviously, like the the Halo Three Chief helmet, everyone was, was awesome. hoping you could wear it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everyone wanted that. I but, don't care. I still love it. You know, it. It, it it was still a cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, helmet. Um, but for the price, you know, for like a hundred and fifty dollars, that's. I mean, that is within like an average, if not below, like currently the average price of like most kind of high end i mean i don't even i don't even want to say high end but that's like i mean like okay so it it it'd be like within the range of like a high end figure of like the normal kind like not talking about sort of anything that's like crazy or like you know limited edition or anything like that um, because there are some, some like extreme high end figures that are like th- a thousand to like multiple thousands of dollars where it's like kind of insane. Halo 5 one was like 250. Yeah. I mean, that's still, that's still within the range of like some figures and like considering the size of the Halo 5 one and the fact that it's, it's sort, it's basically two figures mm-hmm. because you have the chief and the lock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that—that's still well within reason. Plus, you're still getting the game included in there. So, like, the value of the whole package is just enormous, considering like just the the cost of like you know high end figures like that. I mean, I always bought them because it was Halo, so I needed to have the biggest best edition. But honestly, I would have yeah. preferred like. Like, I liked that Reach came with the Halsey Journal. Like, I would love big, expansive lore stuff more. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That that stuff was always really awesome. Because, mm-hmm. um, like, Halo 5's one had, like, dossiers on, like, on each team or something like that. I think they were little cards or something. I have mine around somewhere. But that still wasn't as much, because it was, like, one little, like, card or page or something like that. I really liked... Reaches one. I liked the Halsey Journal a lot. I would yeah, love the Halsey more Journal stuff like that. Was was something really cool, mm-hmm. especially especially like uh, when when they like show it in uh, four. Yeah, yeah, and when they uh, and when they drop it on the table. Yeah, that was. Isn't that in five? Because uh, she's yeah, talking yeah, yeah. about being assassinated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was in five. But like that, it was it was cool getting to see. I'm like, I have that journal. But like, yeah, I mean, in general, I think. You know, there's there's there was there's still a good amount of people that would 
generally collect like the higher end collectors yeah editions. yeah i definitely would it's just i think they don't do it because in general the number of people who just buy digital at this point is just really high you know i mean you even got like just game stops disappearing mm-hmm. you know across it's funny how they're the only board. starting to do a little better now because they're do they're they're taking advantage of the fact that the consoles are so uh limited in quantity so they're getting people that actually become pro members again because being a pro member gives you access to like the the early access dude i got so pissed because i i did that and then i missed it and like it was like it was like oh they're in you know the series x is in stock at gamestop and and i'm like i i go and it's like oh uh if it's it's limited to the pro members and then other people can get what's left Mm -hmm. and I'm like what the fuck is gonna be left there's nothing (laughs) that's gonna be left and the time it took me to register they were all gone I was talking talking to a friend of ours earlier um, talking to Mike and he was like oh man it's coming out so soon isn't it I was like damn I really need to get the Xbox now and I'm like you needed to get the Xbox a while ago. Like, if you're looking now, <laughs> good luck, buddy, because he really wants the X. Oh, I mean, yeah. And then, whoa, getting, wait, getting hold X. up, though. Hold up. <laughs> he was also saying that uh, he wants to get the the Halo Infinite version of it. And I'm like, bless your soul, friend. Like, that thing is going to go out. <laughs> like, if you think the normal Series X goes out fast... Like, any time the the Halo-themed one goes up, it's going to be gone in a snap. Like, it doesn't matter that it doesn't look so... Like, I don't think it looks insanely Halo-themed, like, as much as the controller does. But it still will, because people are going to want to buy the Halo one. Yeah, I was was honestly pretty disappointed with it. I would have much preferred that it also... Like, the controller went with a Chief theme. Yeah, either a Chief theme or just a more... Like, a Forerunner theme yeah. or something. Yeah, because what were they saying? I think it's supposed to be, like, Chiefs it's the night. The... It's Yeah, it's the night sky above Zeta, yeah. Zeta Halo. And it's it's through through Chief's visor, mm-hmm. because you can see the outline, the outline of, the, of, yeah. of the visor from the inside. And I'm like, I mean, that's cool, but, like... But I'd just rather it be Spartan armor or something for it, like, like, yeah, like... I like, could draw I, some I, stars I, on my Xbox if I want. <laughs> Exactly. Like, I mean, th- there's that, but just, just the fact that it's not, like, I, I'm not going to look at that from a distance and, and think Halo. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, like, yeah, that's why you want something like the the green and gold, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, a, you know, olive drab yeah. freaking Xbox with 117 on it. Exactly. You know, a gold, a gold, a uh, gold, Xbox button, some some Halo sounds. Yeah, that would have been nice. You know, drawing it back actually to campaign content because we talked about this, but clearly not on a recording. What we're thinking about the Harbinger, about what he is or she she is she is. You know, what we're thinking the Harbinger is. Yeah, I mean, a lot it, of people it, thought it might have been a prelate at first, but they confirmed outright that that's not a prelate, which I kind of assumed. But yeah, I mean, I I pretty much threw that like idea out the window immediately just like it it doesn't have the like physical like characteristics of a prophet you know well one of the things that they could have gone with is that if it was an offshoot from what the prophets were back on their planet way way back before the covenant started because they actually were supposed to look different but 
nonetheless, I still am on the side of, yeah, it didn't seem very... Like, it didn't, it, you know, Prophet's got that long neck, they have the huge head, mm-hmm. you know, this this thing has a very flat head, um, and in general looks pretty normal, except being super skinny. Mm-hmm. So, I'm just like, I mean... Maybe maybe it's a precursor. Yeah, my yeah, the two prevailing theories is either precursor or just some other race, which I really hope it's that. I I had always thought that back in Halo Four that a good way to go to kind of keep the mystery of the Forerunner rather than upgrade to sh- fighting the Forerunner in one form or an, in one form or another, you know. Pre, uh, Prometheans or typical foreign or whatever it was going to be. I thought a better alternative would have been fighting a race that is like the Covenant, has access to foreigner technology, but without the limitations of, you know, treating them as religious objects that aren't to be tampered with, really. Mm-hmm. I always thought it would have been cool to find people that we can now contend with a bit because we're starting to integrate foreigner technology because you can't go too far because then start, you know when you start dropping weapons like the br or the ar for you know sci-fi laser gun you start losing a bit of what halo is you can never go that far but you could have maybe specialized weapons that you can choose to use at certain points like that would be cool uh sort of like you know war zone variations but chucking that aside i just i think the the a cool theme would have been fighting a new race that was further out in the galaxy and they're just discovering us and then dealing with these guys who really know what they're doing with foreigner technology that could even bypass the fact that humans are the, you know, the reclaimers, the inheritors. And, you know, so they learn how to use it even better than we do. So this way you get this thing where, yeah, we are starting to integrate foreigner technology, but now we're on the back foot, not because of, you know, something like this where, you know, the Infinity's taken out, so now the Banished are a big threat, even though they're using mostly Covenant technology. Which, the game looks cool, but I just don't like that as much as, oh, well, we found a newer threat that legitimately is more imposing and still can play that slug match with us because they're basically the Covenant without the without the limits. Yeah. I thought that would have been awesome. Yeah, I mean, that, that would also be really cool. Um, and it actually, like, it would play in to a lot of some of the previous lore mm-hmm. stuff. Um, like seeing the like, crashed ship in one of the terminals, the ones that crashed into Yeah, Halo. yeah, that that was one of the things that I was going to bring up. Yeah, the, the Halo 1 terminal with the, the ship that crashes there. Mm-hmm. Um, we never get to see where that ship came from, you know, who was on it. Yeah. Um, the other thing is the whole idea of the banished, you know, just kind of evading the covenant the whole time that they were active mm-hmm. you know well, what about it? which granted which granted like you know sure if they're not if they're not being directly hunted by the covenant and not directly engaging the covenant because they don't really have to they can they can stay you know it's a it's a big galaxy they can yeah, go yeah anywhere to hide and yeah you know, like despite halo halo stuff. wars 2 makes it seem like the banished were just slugging it out and winning with the co- with the covenant but if you read the comics and and the well the books don't get into it too much it's more the comics but it seems more like it's just that you know these guys don't have a home world they don't have a place that of uh, a, a core other than atriox himself so i mean the 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 other materials outside of halo wars 2 makes the banished seem like 
they were super threatening because, yeah, likewise, they don't believe in the religious dogma. So they kind of have an advantage there in that they're they're willing to do whatever it takes. So there's, they don't play by honor rules. They play by the rules that make them win. Mm-hmm. But it seems like, you know, they were more like raiders during the Covenant years. That they were hitting what they could to get the supplies they need. And otherwise, they were, you know, staying out of the way. They weren't engaging the big Covenant fleets and stuff because, you know, they didn't have the supplies at the time. Which I did kind of prefer to the to Halo Wars 2, uh, the way they kind of tried to show them off there, their, you know, rendition of it. Um, because I was like, okay, so if these guys were so deadly, you're going to tell me we never even heard of them before that or something like, you know, along those lines, or why didn't they get so far in this big war against the covenant? But then you, you get the extra material and no, it's not, it makes way, way more sense that they, you know, yeah, it is a big galaxy. It's kind of easy to hide, especially if they don't know where you're, we know where you're calling home. You know, that's how the, that's how humanity survived for so long. And look how big they are as a faction, yeah. you know, cause the covenant didn't know where, earth was they didn't know where reach was until the very end and then look how bad it went the moment they found out yeah but one of the things i'm like like what if they had help from someone yeah that would be cool i would yeah that would be a great idea you know like way way easier to like you know make the most use of your technology and like make improvements to your technology and stay you know basically a you know, a step ahead of, you know, a force that's obviously bigger than you if you've got help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially someone who has, like, whether Harbinger, whoever they come from, whether they're precursor, some kind of weird offshoot of the Foreigner, I doubt it, but it's just another thing people, people are saying, or someone who was once an enemy of the Foreigner or something like that. I mean, they'll clearly have a better grasp of foreigner technology, so it would make perfect sense that they, of all people, could, you know, help the Banished to evade the Covenant. That would be also, really awesome. Also, certainly, like, having someone with, like, you know, if it's someone that has knowledge of, uh, you know, forerunner technology that can help them, you know, like, improve and, like, you know, Integrate. create better yeah, yeah, weapons, yeah, yeah. better technology and stuff. Um, much easier to, you know, unite all the the different factions, like, covenant, yeah. like races and factions and stuff together to like work together. You know, when when you've got something to offer them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it all makes sense too, because like we know the covenant, even with the prophets knowing some stuff about the foreigner, weren't all that great at creating offshoot technology from them because. Again, going to the old school books, remember what Cortana did with Covenant Tech in a few minutes when she was like, wow, these guys are inefficient. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, so imagine, again, like, what someone else would have to offer who actually has experience with, you know, foreigner gadgets. Now, all that said, I do believe Harbinger is just going to originate on Zeta Halo, but who knows, you know? One of the factions in the the books, the Keepers of the One Freedom... They were basically being directed the whole this whole time by like a foreigner AI. So, who's to say Harbinger didn't lure them there? Like, didn't want them to come there? Maybe she, you know, did have a hand in their success or something. And like, now it's time to bring them in for whatever the you know 
final stage of the big evil plan is. Yeah, like, I mean, I don't know how likely it is, but it'd be, it would be cool if you find out that that's how the Banished thrive, like, didn't only survive, but thrived. Yeah, that would be, I think that would be a hell of a, like, a, a lore drop right there. Mm-hmm. And, like, a cool way to, like, connect things. Mm-hmm. Especially if they also end up being connected to that Halo 1 terminal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I really hope they, they are. That'd be so cool. Get You know, again, just use more of the... Use more of the lore you've already dropped. Draw the lines between stuff that exists rather than just creating new stuff for the sake of creating new stuff. Because, like, legitimately, I have been waiting ten years for them to do something with that terminal. <laughs> I'm just like, I need answers. I need to know! I don't need sleep. I need answers. Going back to something from earlier, though, uh, with them bringing down the Infinity, uh, something I think would be pretty cool, like, a cool way for them to bring it down is what if they just drop a bunch of scarabs on it? I don't think that'll work. I feel like the Infinity would, you know, like, get out of the way or something. <laughs> and the Infinity's also pretty massive. That would still take time. Yeah, but, like, they could, like, burrow into the inside and start blowing stuff up on the inside. I guess, but what happens when they get, like, a couple hundred mantises after them or something? <laughs> or just have, you know, fighter jets, you know, sweep the outside? <laughs> I have been thinking over kind of, like, there are parts in the comics and stuff where energy projectors are enough to do some damage. So I guess if they send a sizable force and the Infinity has a reason to not outrun them. Because there's no, if 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 the Banished aren't getting help from someone, not even like what we were talking about just a few minutes ago, but just overall, if Harbinger's not having a hand in the Infinity going down... From what we know of their tech, of Covenant technology so far, they really shouldn't be able to trade pound-for-pound pound blows with the Infinity. But if they do just send a whole bunch of ships, and for some reason the Infinity must commit here, they do not have the option of running away, then maybe, you know, if they blast them with although, enough freaking energy projectors or something, like, you know, something's although, gotta get through. Just, just kind of a point on that is, I, I don't know if there's been anything in, like, comics or anything, but based on, you know, just Halo 4 and 5, you know, the Infinity going up against the Storm Covenant, who is already under-equipped, you know, and, like, seems to only have these, like, for the most part, a lot of these, like, smaller ships, like, they, they seem to have more... I don't, I don't even know what class of ships they are, but, like, those ones that have, like, the weird turbines on top in Halo 4... Mm-hmm. Um, and like, you know, I mean, we, we see, we see some CCS class thrown in there. Yeah, I was gonna say, in, in Halo 4, we, I mean, the, it goes through one of their, um, like, typical freaking ships in that intro where it tears through subspace, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. But like, it, it seems like they don't have as many of the bigger ships, you know? And, you know, for, for all we know, the ships that they do have are also in disrepair because they, they just don't have access to like you know a lot of supplies true um, but on the flip side i'm pretty sure the infinity is like show is supposed to have been a badass the whole time it's in service which means even closer to the beginning of the you know covenant and civil war stuff with the brutes and yeah, stuff yeah. well yeah yeah yeah. i mean i know i know the infinity is, is a beast but what i'm saying is is that a lot of the banished stuff looks you know, more than just, you know, decent, you know, like, Mm -hmm. it it looks like it's been, you know, tinkered with, tampered with, upgraded, 
you know, especially considering, you know, like the, you know, the old covenant and I mean, to, you know, whatever degree the storm covenant is, cause they're even, you know, more fanatical quote unquote. <laughs> I hate that um, line so much. This covenant seems more fanatical <laughs> than the ones we faced before. No, they don't. <laughs> I know it's cause there was cut lines of dialogue that, that always drives me mad. Go on. But, you know, considering, you know, like, all of the the tools of the Covenant are basically considered holy artifacts, you know, created from, you know, their, whatever, you know, they've learned from Forerunner Tech. Yeah, yeah. The Banished don't have that. So, like, you know, they can, their, their stuff could potentially be even deadlier than the original Covenants. I mean, stuff. true, but the Infinity still has, I mean, integrated foreigner tech and stuff. You, I feel like it wins any slug match right now that we know of, unless they do have something that's been modified that to that extent as well. That said, I do feel like it's just going to be a whole lot of banished ships. And the more I'm rereading through things like the comics and stuff, the more I guess that makes sense. Again, there are times in the comics where a few energy projectors are enough to knock out these systems. I think there was a, like, ground-based turret or something that's, you know, made for, you know, orbital defenses and stuff that manages to do some really good damage to the infinity. So, I guess it's not entirely implausible. I just I hope I mean, it's done it, it with makes, taste, you know. You know, it it makes sense, you know, like it's it's got beast shields and it's it's massive, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's got the mass. <laughs> You know, to yeah, 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 go through a, a ship, but it's also a big target. Yeah, but space is pretty. You know, there's big. a lot more. Sh- <laughs> there's a lot more ship to hit. You know, although it um, already also though it carries its own fleet with it. Like even if they send a fleet I at mean, it, it carries its own small that's, fleet. That's fair, but how long have they been running from guardians? Yeah, and that's stuff? true. How much of that? Fleet you know is what? Intact? I would love if they played into that. I would love if they leaned on that. That they're like. This thing is not in op, you know, full, you know, operational conditions right now. We're kind of just barely scraping by because, you know, the created are out there and they've knocked out most of our worlds. Like, if they really leaned into that and then they, so it's in disrepair and then it's dealing with a lot of banished and for some reason it just can't run, it has to commit to Zeta, then I could live with it a little more. Though I'm just waiting for the day, however many years from now, they say, destroy the Infinity's engines to take out Zeta Halo. <laughs> I'm just waiting for it. Repeat of Halo 1 completely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How much firepower would you need? <laughs> need a Spartan laser this time. It's got big shields around its engines. It's going to have to crash another ship into it. <laughs> it's like, don't worry, this time we just installed a self-destruct button. Yep. Just in case. You never know when you got to blow up a Halo ring. Uh, you know, just to spin off since we're kind of... This has nothing to do with the infinite content drop. But this has to do with the recent book, Divine Wind. So a little more spoilers here. Uh, I am really interested, and I would love if they played a part, and even if it was a few years down the line, in showing this, like, neo-faction of the Covenant that belongs to the Prophets. Part of it sounds like it's almost all Prophets, but I just don't feel like that would ever be the case. I don't think they have the numbers for that, and... Well, I mean, I guess if they all gather their technology and there's not enough numbers, they would each have something strong. But I feel like it would just be... I would love if we had 
like a new faction of the Covenant come out, and then it's like they're smaller though, so it makes sense that they're not just wiping the board from everyone because they don't have the you know numbers that they did in the Human Covenant War. But seeing them go head to head at the banished of it, that would be cool. Like seeing different factions of Covenant fight each other. I don't know how far they would go with that because I don't know if they might be afraid that that would confuse the players. But I mean. Last time I heard that argument, I think, was back in uh, Halo 3, which was why they only have the elites work on your side rather than uh, grunts or hunters, like in the few segments in Halo 2, so they didn't want to confuse players. But I don't I, I don't care. I would love to see some different Covenant factions fighting each other. Or get to bring in the Swords of St. Helios, too. Right? Well, they would be, they'd outright probably be on our side. I, I would love to, to get more like chances to play as the arbiter again. Hey, you know what? It says campaigns. It says campaigns on Halo Waypoint. So you never know. I hope so. I hope we get so many different types of stories. I want to pl- like. I want the chief story to continue. Of course, I want that to be the main focus. But that should come in like. I would love if it was kind of like every few years you get a massive content drop that's continuing chief story, but that you get smaller things between, almost like Spartan Ops, but done a little more with a little more taste yeah i mean that's that's the other thing like they they've mentioned this whole idea of like you know for multiplayer you have your spartan and your spartan story and it's like you know i mean i know i understand the whole like idea of like you know like you have like the personal the personalization of your spartan for multiplayer but like getting to do something story related with your spartan in the future would also be pretty cool yeah yeah like a bet like again a better done spartan ops mode from halo 4 you know especially especially like considering like we have this big open world if they had some sort of like additional mode or something and put in little like instanced you know the cave missions and stuff Mm -hmm. in where you could go in to like some location you've been to before or whatever, but for this particular mission, it changes up the inside, and you know it's something else entirely that you get to do some story in, or maybe even just open up a different location, and then you know you have this you know ability to like create this other content where you get your own Spartan, maybe you get to see a couple cutscenes with your custom armor in it. Yeah, just run it kind of like Reach in that sense. That'd be great. Or even like, I mean, you know, I, I guess I guess it wouldn't really it wouldn't really make like a lot of sense for like the um, the regular campaign, but maybe even in the future or something like when we get like a, a, a additional campaign for it, you know, maybe have it like co op or whatever. You just bring in your custom Spartan into co op. And you have, you know, someone playing as the Master Chief and then three people playing as their custom Spartans. Something interesting that they mentioned was, like, some of the ways that Chief gets his upgrades is basically... You still see Spartan 4s out there, but it's just that, you know, like, that you'll find some of them dead and stuff. And, like, you know, that's where he gets some of the Spartan cores from for those upgrades. I thought that was interesting. Because, so, okay, oh, another, another thing, we haven't even gone over this whole time, is that... The way that you summon items, vehicles, troops, 
at your forward operating bases is with this other currency that's all uh, not really currency. It's kind of like a, a level of unlocks. Like it the, unlocks tiers. Valor. Yeah, Valor Self. is what I'm getting at. Yeah, val- val- they, the way they explained Valor was that it's basically your progress mm-hmm. throughout the Yeah, it the sounds rain. like a it's... tier system, sort of like how Warzone had it, but except you don't trade your points, I guess, in this case. Like, the more you accumulate, the more things you can just summon. I don't know what it takes to summon something. I don't I don't think that it costs anything yeah, maybe to summon it's a, anything. Mm-hmm. It's, I think it's just, you have this much valor, you have access to this much stuff. Mm-hmm. So, what could be cool with that is, like, Spartan 4... Like, when you look at the screen where they start showing that, like, it shows, you know, like, a mongoose towards the first few things you get, which makes sense, because just, you know, weak transport vehicle... Yeah. You know, it shows, like, some of the weaker weapons. Then it shows a marine. shows a couple of, like, you know, warthog-type stuff. Um, what's it? The, the Razorback? Is that, that's the new one, right? Yeah, yeah. Like that. And then it shows, like, marines with a bulldog. So I'm like, so, okay, so you get different squads you can call in of marines with different quality gear. So it could be real cool the Spartan 4s or something. Like, a squad of Spartan 4s are at the end or something. Or I think that could ESTs. be cool. Yeah, yeah. I think that'd be really cool. Or imagine, like, I don't think this will be the case, at least not immediately, but maybe down the line or something. Like, imagine you save, like, blue team or something, and that's a way you can use them. That would be interesting, yeah. You know, like, call in blue team, call in Osiris or something like that. That would be pretty cool, honestly. On the flip, <laughs> something I'm afraid of is that they say that you don't really find the Spartans that you know. So what if the, <laughs> the Spartan killers are Spartan killers because they killed some of the important Spartans? I'd really not like that. <laughs> like, you better not kill Blue Team. <laughs> yeah, man. Stay away from my girl, Linda. Yeah, you can You can have... <laughs> I guess this is going to sound kind of messed up. You can have Olympia and Vale. Oh, man. Because... They're just, they don't have as much character. I think they could have been replaced with, um, the Spartan from Spartan Ops mode. Was it Gabriel Thorne? Yeah, Thorne was pretty cool, honestly. You could have used him. I think they wanted to do the two guys, two girls thing for each squad. But I feel like those two, like, they're not really overly present in any of the other media. They have a couple of comics and a couple of sections of a book or something, and they're not even, like, super prevalent in them. I mean, I think one of the comic ones is... Uh, I think Tanaka has uh Oh, yeah, I said Olympia and Vale. It's Tanaka and Vale. But, I don't know. It, like, they're not really at the forefront of, of anything. They had cool little person, You know, one knows any colonies, one knows Covenant stuff. So that was kind of cool. But they're still the ones I was least attached to. Yeah, I mean, we got... Clearly, we've got Buck from ODST. ODST. He also has and, books and about him. And he's got him. the little, little uh, segment in uh reach mm-hmm. that he's in yeah so like he better live then i know some people hate Locke. i don't think he was so terrible i think it was really the plot that was weak in five i don't think yeah. Locke himself was bad he wasn't amazing but he wasn't bad and again he has more he's got the 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 movie i don't remember what it is right now because it's not forward unto dawn night nightfall yeah that was yeah. nightfall yeah yeah he's in nightfall if he, I could deal with him dying later on. I just don't want him to be another casualty of get rid of it quickly. Like he should look like he does some badass stuff before he goes down, and I think it should be a little into the game if he's involved at all. Some if something like that were to happen, basically is what I'm getting at. Honestly, I I, I hope that we get to see Thorn again in the future. Yeah, 
Yeah, I really feel like he should have been one of those two Osiris spots outside of... Or unlike, unless he replaced Locke outright, that would be another possibility, is why create Locke if you have someone to do this already? Well, I don't... I mean, he's still sort of new, you know, like... Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think, like... Yeah, but he proves himself quickly to be capable. I agree overall. Clearly, I mean, if yeah, I'm going but, to choose, I mean, I'm going to choose the Spartan 4 Oni agent who has yeah. experience with this kind of stuff. Like, that. that's, that's basically, like, like my point. It's mm-hmm. just, like, I mean, no matter how capable he is, he's he's a capable, you know, I mean, average soldier for, for what counts as an average soldier as a Spartan. Mm-hmm. You know, as a Spartan 4. You know, he, like... Well, my, my counterpoint there is, like, he has enough plot armor that he's a main character of Spartan Ops, at least. Yeah, well, yeah, for, for Spartan Ops. But, like, the rest of... Uh, what was it? Majestic. They're kind of dumbasses, <laughs> you know. Like they get better in the comics and stuff. But yes, well, my point being that I feel like uh, Tanaka or Veil's spot could have gone to him. Just use more characters that are used more often and stuff, and more you know, like forefront material. That said, and like <laughs> actually, and what like, if they you know, what clearly... if they killed him <laughs> again? Spartan yeah, like... killers. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like clearly, there's a massive difference in uh, certain decisions about Spartan abilities between four and five. But like, just the difference in you know, Fire Team Majestic fighting Prometheans versus Osiris fighting Prometheans. Yeah, but you could have just put them on that level by then, you know, Osiris was kind of... And besides, again, if you're saying that Majestic is a problem, but uh, Thorin is okay, then it makes sense if you put him on Osiris, then it makes all the more sense. Because it's him now supported by other experienced, you know, soldiers and stuff who became Spartan Force. Yeah, well, I mean, him him being on Osiris is fine. I'm just saying not, not being in charge, like not replacing Locke. Not being in charge, well, like that. That I, I think that's a bit far fetched. I don't really. I mean, I don't know. He he does. He, I mean, he has little plot armor main character moments and stuff. So, I mean, Locke they just kind of pulled out of nowhere. He makes sense, but he makes sense because they made a character designed for this role. I know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying that, like, be, you know, like he he was made for the role and therefore fits the role. But I I think it's too much of a jump considering what they show, you know, Fireteam Majestic to be capable of, or not capable of, <laughs> in 4. Well, I don't know. You know, they, they clearly have, have a long road ahead of them before getting to that level. I could kind of see it with him. He proves himself to be a standout. I don't like, think it's I mean, too yeah, much I'm, of I'm, a I'm agreeing, thing to say. I'm agreeing with that. Like, he's, he's definitely the best among Majestic, no doubt. But like, I I definitely think that he 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 needs more appearances. Well, that's why I'm saying like they could have made it that way if they wanted to. If they just explained that in the interim he's been doing stuff that makes him even more of a standout, then it would make sense. The only reason it doesn't is because they decided to make someone who's curtailed to the role. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, it just like. Had they spent that like, time instead, if they made a movie about him somehow doing some super badass stuff that puts him on that level, and, you know, 
even more side con- content or something than it would fit. Well, sure, yeah. If there was, if there was the, if the content was there, then, then sure. But I, I don't know. I still. I mean, they have him in Spartan Ops as one of the leads, and they have him in the uh, comics a bit. But either way, I, I definitely would like to see him return mm-hmm. and and do stuff. But I definitely, I could have seen him be on the team and definitely. Yeah be more liked than either Tanaka or Vale. Yeah, I really think he... I, I think they were doing the whole try-and-match-blue-two-guys-two-girl thing. But when I think of who really belonged I mean, there, they didn't seem as prominent. Because, I mean, like, you got, like, you know... Osiris, you know, has not... has just a lot of, like, star power on it, you know? You've got literally Luke Cage leading it <laughs> and then and then you've got you know Malcolm Reynolds the ODST yeah and then you got these two no name people yeah yeah well, that's what i'm really getting at with him is that's why i think he would have fit that well you know to to put in thorn who who was known instead of one of those two would have been fine just because like you you have then you have someone who's at least yeah, known they were present from before and you can give them a little extra context versus like the the two other ones especially like i think i mean you could they could have had thorn like do like i guess play one of their roles or something like either tanaka like probably probably more likely tanaka because tanaka was the one that was knowledgeable about the uh the colonies so like you know, maybe you know, I know that he's. Um, I don't remember if Thorn was from Earth or just had family on Earth, but um, you know, I mean, he could he could easily, for some reason, be knowledgeable about you know some of the like the outer colonies or something. You know, just maybe have yeah, friends. Yeah, he was or, he was born in uh, New uh, New Phoenix because that's why it's personal to him about what happened there. Mm-hmm. So he was on Earth. But yeah, yeah, no, like, there's definitely room where they could explain why he knows such things. You know, maybe he lived in a in a colony for a while or something, but, like, you know, that's fine. I think, I think the, the elite knowledge is a little more niche and, like, specific. You know, that's, that's not, like, just, like, an every person kind of level of knowledge yeah, and it plays to, like, into comment on. And it plays into one of the stronger parts of the game, because even the people who dislike 5, typically everyone still likes the, the Sanghelios part, the Battle of Sunion and stuff. Yeah. So, I think I think Vale has more staying power mm-hmm. than Tanaka, just because of the Sanghelios commentary. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, I, I guess you could have just replaced Tanaka with uh, Thorn. Yeah, I think that would have made for a stronger Osiris, more memorable, <clears throat> and around again more like plot-heavy characters, which in turn would make. Well, you know what? We could still see him in this game again. Like, who knows who we're gonna see? Yeah. Survive and who? Like, I feel like someone's gonna have to die in the beginning. They're gonna have to kill some people because, well, like yeah, they could just kill random Spartan fours, but. Like the Spartan killer's got to get some kind of name from somewhere. Like they got to take out someone who's got some kind of name, even if they, death doesn't really mean as much to the player. 
I mean, I wouldn't mind if they killed some people from Osiris. Yeah, again, like we said before, just don't touch, don't touch, uh, Buck. And, uh, well, preferably not Locke. I would like to see Locke get, you know, done right. There's also, uh, what's-her-face who's in charge of the Spartan Force? Palmer? Palmer. Palmer, yeah. Yeah, if they, I mean, if they kill her off, I wouldn't... Yeah, like, I'm saying, like, I mean, I'd like to see her interact more in the games. I'd like to see her develop more. But if she did, you know, kick the bucket, it wouldn't, I mean, it wouldn't break me. I mean, it'd be, it'd be cool, especially if, if, like, she went down fighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, whatever, yeah, cool, cool, cool cutscene or something, but... Well, yeah. <clears throat> so, that, that, was a, that was a tangent outside of our, uh, outside of the primary topic. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it rounds back into the Spartan Killers. Yeah. It would be, like... They better get personal killing, with showing some shit someone, happening on the Infinity. Killing someone from Blue Team would be absolutely devastating. Oh, yeah. And it would, it would I think, play even more into, like, just, like, the Master Chief's, like, state of depression currently. <laughs> yeah, but I don't want it to happen. I want them alive. <laughs> like... But, like, yeah, I don't know. That might be too much. If they take one of them, it's gotta be such a badass scene. Like... My my big thing is like I could take Blue dying, but if they're gonna die, I want to see them done well in the games first. Because in five, it was cool them seeing them there, but they're there for three missions. I want to yeah. see them and get like, some cool. We don't we don't really get to see them do anything particularly cool, with the exception of like their intro into like that first mission when they mm-hmm. they fly in through the the window. At least give us some time with them. And if you and whoever does die before they die, they have to show an example of one of those badass things. Like, if it's Linda, you have to give her such a crazy sniper scene first. Because in the books, she was hanging upside down from that cable and taking pilots out their banshees with one arm. There, the, Fred had, like, you know, we know he's got his little knife shtick thing you see in Legends when he goes at those elites where he pulls out the two knives and, like, you know, your great journey. The great <laughs> journey ends here. Yeah. Here. <laughs> If it's Kelly, I mean, granted, it's speed, but in that case, I would want to see something akin to the Halo 5 opening, where it's just her running through a field at absurd speeds, obliterating Kovies first. Mm -hmm. That's why I wouldn't want it to be blue team, because I could handle a blue team casualty if they were given time first. I'd want to see them done right in the games first, and then you could take one of them away from me. (laughs) I don't want it to be like an opening intro, and they get seen like having, you know, 50. 10, 15 seconds of badassery, and then they're dead. I'm like, no, that wasn't worth it. I want to see them out in the field for a bit, and then, you know, being involved in a few missions, and then they have a badass scene where they do their their archetype thing, and then you can kill them later or something like that. That would feel that would feel more right to it'd be, me. It'd just be Because they're still Spartan twos. They're like, still supposed to be the Kelly, like, like I, I don't know, because clearly some stuff has changed. I'm... Um, curious to see how they're gonna do like if if they ever like do make an appearance again i'm curious what they're gonna look like going into this like art style yeah yeah. because you know we we only got to see them in that the four or five style um so that that'll be interesting to see but it would be really crazy like to see like just kelly like just running faster than like a convoy of vehicles right especially now with like better armors than she had in the books and stuff to support them running that fast but like my whole thing is like clearly like they they're changing things like 
Because, like, I feel like it would it would even make a lot more sense in, like, just the 5 style, because we just, like, have that, like, booster and stuff for, like, the sprinting. So, like, it would be... Because, like, you know, you got that, um, the speed boost when you're running, and they've got the, the thru- like, the thrusters going when you run for a certain amount of time. Yeah. So, like, just saying, like, like, seeing Kelly, who's already fast... And then just Running having the like booster yeah. making her go faster. Outpacing a ghost or something like that. <laughs> would be absurd. But yeah, that's the kind of thing I'd want to see before, you know, if any of them do kick the bucket, I want them to have the most, like, badass send-off. And I don't just want it to be a first, you know, first few minutes of the game, badass send-off. I want it to be we had time with them first. We saw the relationships that Blue Team have play out better than it did in 5. I want to see that happen in-game first, and then you could take one of them away. And it would work well for the player, too, because you'd get mm-hmm. to feel that connection more, which I don't think will happen in Infinite, at least not the base game, because it sounds like the main connections and are with and the, Pilot the and, yeah. and the weapon. But that's still what I'd want to see if it happened eventually, which is why I'd want them to live. Because if they kill them now, like the people who don't really know the books so much and really just only know blue from the game, well, to them, that's not even going to be let's like, you know, these guys, you know, we know they're close to the chief, but we know that because there's three missions where they, they got into it and that was it. Like those deaths. Yeah. I mean, definitely, definitely want to see everyone. like a little more where they get to interact with the chief. But absolutely, like, mm-hmm. even even more than that, just, I need them to have a cool cutscene where they're fighting. Some, like, Halo Wars level cutscene. Exactly. Like, that, that bridge fight scene. Uh-huh. I absolutely need that for Blue Team. Well, yeah, I was also kind of getting at that before. I'm like, these are the Spartan 2s. Like, yeah, sure, there's Spartan 4s now, so there are more Spartans out there, which is badass. But these are the 2s. These are the pinnacle... You know, foot soldiers. You know, the only thing that's badass Spartans for real, like hardcore so far in the lore, was like Didact. Like Atriox, yeah, he won that one, and I assume he'll win again. But it's still like we know we're going to beat him. We know he's within the the realm of possibility for Spartan twos. At least in in Halo Wars two, there was enough of an excuse that they're wearing old armor. They just woke up from a like twenty something year slip space. Freaking stasis, not slip space, just stasis. And to which I'm sure they'll undermine that with him beating some people's butts in this game. But still, like, he'll be within the realm of possibility because we know we're eventually going to have to beat him. Where the didact, the only way any Spartan, you know, really won was through tomfoolery. (laughs) Yeah. So, like, if you're going to send a Spartan 2 out, you better give them the badassery first. (laughs) Like, you know... This ain't some small-time player you're getting rid of. There's only, like, four of them really there. It would be really cool to see some, like, Spartan 3s in, like, the SPI armor. I don't feel like they'd really use the SPI anymore. Yeah, I mean... They could... Granted, they they could could, could could... just have a stealth version of, like, the Mark 7 or something. Well, what I was about to say is what they could do is... You know, being that they just dropped it, is use the mir- um, the Mirage armor because the Mirage armor is just supposed to basically be Mjolnir SPI. Yeah. So they could do that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, just just have some kind of uh... you know, give them modern armor for something they're more familiar with. Mm-hmm. Just SPI with protection. They'd have to use either June. Oh, that would be cool. That would honestly, that would be amazing. 
to see June show up in some, you know, modernized SPI armor. It kind of makes sense, because he's, he's also one of the people in charge of Spartan Force. I think the highest... I forgot his name at this point, but I think it was one of the Spartan 2s that failed out but survived. Then I think he's like the head head of Spartan Force. Then I think it's June after him. I could be a little wrong here, because there's been so many detail changes in the books. And then the girl from the multiplayer trailer? Well, I think she's... I think Agrinia's just training the new generation. I don't know who would supersede who between her and Palmer. Well, Palmer's in charge of the ones on the Infinity. Yeah, but that's pretty much like everyone at this point. <laughs> like, there aren't too many more aside from them. I mean, fair, but I mean, the, the Johnson Academy's not on there, so... Yeah, but like, one's in charge of training them, and the other one's in charge of them when they go out there, so... It's like a... You know, something like a drill sergeant versus you know someone who's actually in charge in the field. Regardless, this is all this is all non-factor. Uh, my point being for Spartan Three is we need to be like June or the two that were on uh, Trevlin, which I think went back into sp- slip space in the books, or one of the two remaining ferrets on um, on the Ark. I think those are all Spartan Threes left. I don't remember. I mean, I could be wrong. They could always come up with other ones. It would really be cool to see them, too. Any of them come... I just want to see who they include in one, really, because someone's going to have to come back. Yeah, I, I, I mean, June, since June's literally been mentioned... Yeah, it would make sense. That would be really cool. And it would make the most sense, because at least some people will have some familiarity from uh, with him from Reach. And plus, you know, literally, the some of the first, like, armors we're getting in yeah, yeah, Infinite yeah. is Reach-related stuff. I, I literally, like, this is unrelated to campaign stuff, but I am absolutely ready to have the superintendent as my AI. Oh, yeah, I was going to use Butler until I found out that uh, we're going to have Joe Staten voicing a superintendent, which means he's going to have lots of lines and stuff. And I'm like, okay. Dust. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm go, switching. Go to, go to hack the loot room, your tax dollars at, at work. work. <laughs> I like, you know, at first I was going for Butler because I wanted the whole Jeeves, you know, Alfred type of deal. But mm-hmm. I was like, oh no, I can have Joe Staten talking the whole time? I'm going with him. Be I'll, like, It'll be really interesting to see what other AIs they come out with. I wonder if they'll do the... Um... Black Box. Well, yeah, Black Box would be another one that would be cool to have. Mm-hmm. I was going to say the Covenant AI from the Halo 1 terminal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. I think that sums up most of what's come out from the past few weeks. We know the Infinity gets damaged, it's going to crash, Chief gets beat up, but, I mean, clearly our boy's going to survive and thrive and beat the crap out of everyone who did him wrong, <laughs> who did him dirty. <laughs> um, he's going to he's gonna come back like John Wick, and he's going to be like, like <laughs> yeah. Chief, are you back? He's like, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Killed my dog. <laughs> The Infinity dog. <laughs> but uh, we know how the open world's going to work now with expanding sections and you're being able to go back later and stuff. Uh, that there will be forward operating bases where we can summon troops and equipment. We'll have cool little side missions of taking specialized opponents out, saving marines and taking down banished bases. We unfortunately know that there will not be... Uh, Prometheans, oh, I said at that time. Oh, I didn't say precursors. Uh, still, pretty much know almost nothing about Harbinger for real. 
And I hope they keep it that way. I don't yeah, want too I mean, much that's, more. That's good. I'm like, uh, you know, I don't. Well, that's the thing. So one of the things I enjoyed, at least about the IGN one, was that like I only talked about the Game Informer one because it was out there already, so it's accessible. But I much preferred the IGN style of that video that they didn't really give up too much. Yeah, no, they 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 were very vague. It was more about how the game is played rather yeah. than what's happening. Yeah, it was it was very well worded. Mm-hmm. I, I did really enjoy that one. Yeah, I liked IGN's way more than Game Informer for that reason. Again, the only reason I brought up the Game Informer ones because we're talking about this and it's you know it's out there, so you know it is it is what it is. It's out there. People are going to find and out. And the gameplay wasn't terrible either. Oh like, yeah, it, it it like they clear they're clearly not you know high level like like there was some times when. Uh... Sorry about that, folks. We had uh, some technical issues, but luckily. It all kind of came at the end anyway. We were just summarizing the things that we've seen between the campaign overview a few weeks ago, the IGN release today, and Game Informer's coverage. So, again, we know more about the open world nature. We know more about the characters, the how the game's going to start. I think, um, again, I mean, my biggest issues are the <laughs> lack of... Uh, Prometheans and the lack of co-op because it looks like it's going to be so much fun with co-op. But otherwise, I mean, I mean, do you have anything else you want to add, Randy? Uh no. I mean, I'm I'm just looking forward to getting my hands on it in a few weeks. Yep, less than a month now. You know, looking forward to earning myself that Yoroi armor. <laughs> you know, can't wait to see what challenges we got to complete to unlock that stuff. Um, and, you know, just kind of being glued to this game. Perpetually. For, you know, <laughs> like, well, you know, when I'm not at work. No, perpetually. But, uh, <laughs> you know, definitely, like, as soon as I get my chance to, to sit down and play on a day mm-hmm. off. I am going to be just glued to this game for a couple days. Yeah. I'm going to lose so a lot of hours of sleep to, to this campaign. <laughs> but, uh, okay, so uh, do you want to drop social media stuff or no? Uh, no, just just link it down below or something. Mm-hmm. Alrighty then, guys. Well, if you want to talk to me about any of this stuff, again, it's at some classy fool on Twitter, but... Uh, Otherwise, keep it classy, everyone. We'll catch you next time.